Hey friends, you're listening to the Difference Makers Podcast, and I'm your host, Jamie Mullins. On each monthly episode, we'll have a guest that will give us a peek into what it looks like for them to be a difference maker, a leader in the places God has given them influence. My hope is that it leaves you encouraged to use your gifts, passions, and story to make a difference right where you are. Well, hello, and welcome to the Difference Makers Podcast. It's your host, Jamie Mullen. So excited to have you join us for another episode of the podcast as we dive into learning how we can use our gifts, our passions, and story to make a difference in the places that God's given us influence. And super excited to have with us today, Jordan Johnson. Hello. Hello, Jordan. We're so excited that you're here. Jordan has been a part of our school of ministry program, and he's now part of our students team here at Cross Timbers. He has, um, it's been incredible to watch all the things that God has done in him and through him as he's been part of the program. And so today I just wanted to have a conversation with him about his journey through that process, how he decided to apply for our program and and everything that has led him to where he is today. So excited to dive in with you today, Jordan. I'm excited to be here. Let's do it. Okay, so before we talk about the program itself, I always like for people to hear the story behind the story. Like Absolutely. What led you to this place? So why don't you share this? I mean, it can be from as early on as your story as you want to, but what was a time that you that you decided, okay, I'm feeling this call to, we're all called to ministry, right? Like Absolutely. we're all called to, to be Jesus' hands and feet, but then there's, you felt this call to, to vocational ministry, to be in the ministry full time and to pursue what that could look like. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got to that place? Sure. It's uh, definitely a big, long story that I will make it a little bit concise <laughs> here today. Um, but really, I mean, my life was always church and I grew up in the church and I knew what it meant to go to church and yeah. I knew how to be a resident of a church, right? Mm-hmm. But I didn't understand relationship. Um, and I walked through a lot of things in life and fast forward and I'm in college and in college, I kind of drift from the idea of church because that's all I know and it's not fun anymore and I don't get it. And I have a random roommate Mm -hmm. assignment and we go out one night and we just don't have a good time. Mm -hmm. Truthfully, like it it was just not a good time. And he asked me, he goes, man, do you know about like God and Jesus? And in that moment, like we just had this epiphany with each other mm-hmm. where we decided we we're going to start going to church together. That's good. Um, and so the next day, exactly the next day, it was a Tuesday night. We went out, hated it. Wednesday, <laughs> we had church in Arkansas at uh, Cross Church and we went to college night, C3. And in that moment, I was exposed to relationship. Wow. And I realized for the first time, I don't have to serve my parents, God, my grandparents, Mm -hmm. God, anybody else. Like, this is my relationship. And from then on, like, because I had always been in church, like I just said, I've I've been in church and I'd served in students and I'd sang on praise team and I've done, I've done a whole bunch of different things, but none of it felt fulfilling Mm -hmm. until there's this God encounter on a Wednesday night in the middle of Fayetteville, Arkansas. How I got there, I don't even know, but yeah. I was supposed to be there in that moment. And from there, everything is kind of just a blur after that because it just all started to take off and just make sense to me that this is exactly what I want to do. I want to 
have this vertical relationship mm -hmm. that I can simply just lay that line down and have organic horizontal relationships that's with people. So good. Okay. So that's uh, hearing your story, like so similar for me. I grew up in church also, and it wasn't until it was after college for me that I realized I was living out of faith that was given to me instead Absolutely. of one that was my own. So what did that journey look like for you? Like going from, okay, my parents have been in ministry. My grandparents have been in ministry. Like this has been something that's been, I've inherited, which is great. We need like inheriting our faith is a beautiful thing, yes. but there is a point in our lives where it has to go from being beyond what we've been told to believe to now becoming personal beliefs. So Absolutely. what did that look like for you? So for me, it really looked like now I understand how to read the Bible for me. Mm. Now I understand how to pray in a way that it doesn't have to be formal or it doesn't have to sound like anyone else that I've heard pray. I can simply, like, I'm very laid back. So I can simply, hey, man, this is this is what's going on. This is where I'm at. I thank you for this. I thank you for that. And it just felt right. And from there, a relationship, we all know, we all have relationships in our right. lives. It does. It's not a one-way street. Mm -hmm. So I started to realize that, wow, God is interacting with me back. Mm. And from there, it just simply became my life. It became second nature. It became something that I couldn't live without um, just walking into things as such as devotion and yeah. taking out time to really make sure that I cultivate this relationship because it's the most important one in my life. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so you're in Fayetteville have this great college experience. You get to be under some great leadership there and yes. you're serving out there. And then, then an opportunity comes to move to Texas where your parents are. Yes. You come to Cross Timbers. Tell us about what made you decide to apply for our school of ministry program here at Cross Timbers. That is such a good question. Um, <laughs> what made me apply for the internship? Truthfully, it, it was a heart thing. Um, my, my heart here at Cross Timbers is protected. Mm -hmm. um, Cross Timbers is a place of safety. It's a place where I call home. It's a place where we actively cultivate the hearts of our people. Yeah. So this was something that I, I really didn't have a second thought about. It was something that I was just, man, I want to do this. I want to be a part. And thankfully enough, I was chosen to be a part. So for me, it was really just a thing of Obviously, you pray and you you ask God, is this the direction you want me to go in? Um, and truthfully, if I'm being absolutely transparent in this mm -hmm. moment, I didn't have anything else to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had nothing else to do. I had just... So backpedal a little bit. Part of this journey is, that's so incredible, I was in a good situation. I was working from home. A lot of people don't get to work from home. I, I wasn't making bad money, but I wasn't fulfilled yet again. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought to myself, like, man, all these other things that I am going to God with, he's allowing me to find fulfillment in. Yeah. I want to find fulfillment in what I get to do every day. Yeah. God, I, I need you to fix this. Yeah. So it came a point where my job and I, we had some tension and some friction and we parted ways. And that night I came to my first 10K Tuesday. Wow. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. I my, didn't even know that. My first 10K Tuesday. I believe it was the 5th of March, Johnny Cuff. Johnny Cuff, yeah. Yep. And from there, like, it just was, okay, this is what you need to do. And from there it was, I served on a Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. And from there it was, okay, you don't have anything else to do. This feels right. Apply. Yeah. So I did, and I'm, I'm so thankful that, I had the opportunity to walk through that. I love it. I think so So often we complicate like 
seeing, like waiting on God to do something. And sometimes it's just as simple as like, here's this opportunity. Just Absolutely. step out, just take a step yes. and, and see what happens. And so you did that. Then you start, you go through the program. So tell us about like one or two things that were highlights for you, like things that you learned, things that you got to experience, yes. um, what, what you loved, things that challenged you maybe. Yeah, so there's, there's so much to unpack from the internship, and anyone that wants to do it, I encourage you to do so, just because you don't know the half of how much you're going to be growing, how much you're going to stretch. It's, mm-hmm. it's an incredible experience, because for myself, everything was so rich. Mm. Like, you, you ever have, like, a really rich dessert? Yeah. And, like, it's, it's super good, but you have to take your time with it? Yeah. Each moment you're in, you recognize the presence that you're in and you take it for that moment. And um, for me, it was simply just like everything was so rich. Um, The reading material, like Mm -hmm. truthfully, I'm not a reader, but (laughs) I read every book that I got and it was incredible for me. It it propelled me into a lot of different things that I was able to see just a few months after the internship. And it's great because all of the experiences with – my fellow interns, like Mm -hmm. we have a group text that we text in still to this day, every day. And it's just a fun thing that you get to do. But Cross Timbers is a place where we care about building community. Uh, We care about relationships that matter. Mm -hmm. And you get all of those things while you're being poured into, while you're being stretched to grow, while you're learning how to manage projects, while you're like, there is so much that you get that this internship is not strictly for Hey, if you want to work in a church, like you're, there are so many different avenues of yeah. life that you're going to grow in in the internship. Yeah. That truthfully, I had no idea I would grow this much in a three month period of time. Right. And that three months of my life, I can truly say, has been the most impactful I've been in. That's so great to hear, and I love that you mentioned like most of our interns don't actually end up in a church setting environment, like they end up going out into the places that God's called them to use their influence and steward their influence. And so it's, the program is incredible, whether you feel called to vocational ministry or you just want to learn about how to be a a leader within the four walls of your church family. It's a, it's an incredible, it is, it's a great opportunity. I, so the very first week, our first um, week of the internship program, we talk about our gifts and our passions and our story. Yes. And like we unpack, like what are your unique gifts and your unique passions and how does your story interact with being able to make a difference in the places God's given you influence. And it was, it's super intentional. We get really vulnerable together and we do <laughs> go deep and talk about all of the ways God's set us up to be used for his purposes. So that was like the backdrop of the internship for you. Yes. And really digging into that. So tell us how are you using, you can talk about your gifts, or your passions, or your story, but how are you using those things to make a difference now at post-internship? Absolutely. Well, uh, post-internship, I was blessed enough to have an opportunity to stay a little bit longer. And um, truthfully, it's simply just walking in everything that I learned in the internship. It's, it's you have this material, right? And and it's not just shelf life material. It right. is simply like application material that you use every day. Um, whether it's a speaker that comes in on a Thursday that we get and they speak life into us and they pour into us from the reading material, or if it's simply a p- application of the reading material, or if it's something that you have walked through on a Tuesday, a random Tuesday, <laughs> and God is in a moment 
and you compound on that. And for myself, being able to work in our student ministry, I have a heart for our students and uh, the burden is super heavy just Mm -hmm. because I understand the pressure that they feel. Um, It is, it's an immense level of pressure that our students feel. Mm -hmm. Our sixth through 12th graders are going through so much. Mm -hmm. Today looks totally different than what four days ago looks like for them. And it looks totally different from what I saw in sixth through 12th grade, which I don't think is a terribly long time ago, but for them it is. So for me, it's simply, I think the biggest thing is learning to have awareness. And when you have awareness and you know how to apply these things that we learn in the internship, that is how I find myself seeing this impact that I get to have as a communicator, as Mm -hmm. a mentor, as a friend, as just Jordan to these, these wonderful kids that I get to be with throughout the week. So that's how I kind of cultivate all the gifts, passions in my story to just be authentic. Right. That's, that's what cross timbers is a big advocate for. Like, Mm -hmm. let's, let's be authentic and let's really grow here. And so I love to have that freedom to be able to do what I want to do with our students. And I I wouldn't trade it for the world. So you talked about the pressure, our teenagers specifically, like our students are sixth through 12th graders. And I've got one, I've got two of them. I've got a sixth grader and I've got a ninth grader and the amount of pressure that they're under and that you have this, this burden that you carry to help them walk through that. So for parents that are listening today, like people that have teenagers like myself, like what would be some advice? Cause you're so passionate about it and you're getting to interact every day. And I, and I actually just read an article about a student in um, Prosper that committed suicide and his parents just really Super didn't sad. understand at the time yes. what he was dealing with. I mean, he was a great student. They went to church. They just didn't understand the pressure that he was carrying. So what would be some advice you would give to parents that are listening today because of your unique passion, the unique seat that you get to sit in and, and living with these students the day in, day out? What advice would you give to them to help them see the pressure that their students are feeling? Absolutely. Um, that is a great question just because for me, I'm in a unique position because I get to be kind of big brother yeah. in the sense to a lot of students. So I get to see them in a lot of vulnerable, different, transparent moments. Right. What I would tell our parents um, that are listening is simply don't ignore the signs. Mm. Grow in the awareness and it's difficult, yeah. but be transparent with your students. Like our students are very aware. Mm-hmm. They know everything that's going on. They see everything. And when we hide, we only teach them to hide. Wow, that's good. So I would, I would tell our parents, simply be authentic with your students and talk about real life with them. Be open with them. Let them see you growing in your relationship with Christ. Like let them see you vulnerable. Let them see you struggle because they struggle and they feel like they can't talk to their parents because they should have it all together. Mm-hmm. And that's also kind of, and it's totally different and totally different conversation, but it leads into why maybe we see a fall from the church, right? Because yeah. we feel like we have this pressure to have it together yeah. and really inside I'm falling apart. Right. But our, our students need to know that I can fall apart in my parents' hands. That's good. So I would tell our parents simply grow in your awareness be authentic with your, your children and allow God to cover their gap, whatever that gap is. But we only get a lamp onto our feet. That's good. So take yeah. that take that next step with intentionality and God will cover the rest. With your students, you simply just 
speak to them from a real place of life and everything else will take care of itself. That's good. Okay. So now we'll transition a little bit. People that might be listening today that have a passion for getting involved in students, like maybe they see also, like they're aware of the fact that this generation is digital natives. And so that's even a piece of it. Like there's so much that's different for our students today than, than like you said, even for you. And so, um, there could be people listening today. They're like, I want to be part of that. Like I'm passionate about it and I want to find a place to get involved. What's some practical ways that, that people could get involved with student ministry today? Absolutely. Uh, some of the practical ways are simply, and it it sounds funny, but show up, be Mm -hmm. there, just be there. And when you walk through those doors or when you reach out over social media or whatever the platform is that God has allowed you to have as you want to have an impact with student ministry, be deliberate about it. Like simply dive into the moment and say, okay, I have this two hour gap where I'm going to be around these students. Nothing else is going to get in the way of me connecting with them because they want to know that they matter. Um, As we build relationships that matter, that last word, they need to matter mm. to whoever it is that's pouring into them, whoever it is that says, I'm your quote unquote leader, you need to matter to them. Mm. Um, and that's how you see authentic relationships grow and just build. And over time, it's easy to be involved. Um, if you have any gifts that you just operate in, simply just Go to your student ministry wherever you are and you ask, is there a place for this? And if there's not, how can we make a place for this? Because you aren't the only person that enjoys that. Mm. I promise you there are students (laughs) that enjoy whatever gift or passion that God has placed on your heart to lead and guide our students. We train up a child in the way they should go. Let's train them. Let's, Let's guide them. And that's the way to do it. Simply just dive in and be present is what I would tell anyone. So good. What's interesting is like when I was in sixth to 12th grade, I didn't really have this longing or desire for like mentorship. Like you just recently talked with our lead pastor Toby in a message about the importance of mentorship and what it's meant for you. Yes. I didn't really recognize the importance of it when I was that age. Honestly, it wasn't until later in my life, but what I see with generation Z, which you're a part of, and our students are, there is this longing for these intergenerational relationships like this, this having people that they can watch because your generation doesn't want to just hear the talk. They want to see you walk the walk. Absolutely. And if they don't see the action behind what's said, then they're out on it and can sniff out inauthenticity <laughs> yes. like in a hot second. So there is this desire for mentorship, right? So yes. where did that, like, where did you see that come from? Because that wasn't on even on my radar when I was a student. Absolutely. So I think one of the biggest pushes in that aspect of a desire for mentorship, I don't think that there was a lack or a lack of hunger, right, mm-hmm. for that. Um, even in my generation and maybe even in yours, I don't think that there was anything missing in that. Right. I think the thing that there was just an extra ingredient that we now have, mm. access. Yeah. We now have social media and access and everyone is saying, come follow me, mm-hmm. come follow me. Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all these things, Facebook, like come follow me. Yeah. So in Come Follow Me, it's, it's exactly how Jesus did, right? Like, let me show you my life. Let me walk through life with you. And that's how we're going to grow. So I, I believe that this hunger for mentorship is highlighted because of social media and access to it now. Um, and it's our job to make sure that we can provide that just as much as 
everyone else in the world is. That's good. Okay, so we're going to wrap up our conversation, but I want you to just tell people that might be on the fence. They're, they've been praying about being part of something like our school ministry program. They've been, Or it could be anything, like just taking a next step as a difference maker into the things that God's called them to do to make a difference in the places they have influence. What would you tell them like as a last piece of advice? Oh, that's so good. Um, so good questions today. <laughs> um, what I would tell them is follow your heart. Mm. Follow your heart because if you're, if you're walking in an authentic relationship with God and you are making sure that you are listening to him, he's going to match what your heart needs. Oh, that's good. Not necessarily what it desires all the time, but what it needs. And more often than not, like I can be the first to admit, like sometimes I want things that I don't need, mm-hmm. but my heart always recognizes what I need because it, it just, it's fulfilling its substance as opposed to what I want. And over time it becomes boring. Right. I become less interested and I become now disconnected. And now whatever I decided to follow I'm now hurting others. Mm. I'm now giving a watered down product. And like Mm. no one ever wakes up and says, I want to just be mundane today. Right. We all want to be good, great people. So follow your heart, be authentic in your walk with God and simply just say, you know what? I'm going to take this next step with a deliberate intent for whatever happens. God, you're going to cover the gap. And I would simply say, dive into it. Don't think twice about it. Don't worry about what's to come after. Don't worry about how you're going to get through it in the process. Simply just follow your heart and dive in, jump. Yeah, that's so good. It's That's been a theme over this whole season of the Difference Makers podcast, like over and over again, like no matter what we're feeling, like what fears are, what hesitancies, it's like just dive in because dive in. when we take that, that risky step of obedience, like risk always ends up in God showing up. Like Absolutely. when we're willing to take an obedient step and just risk something, then he shows up in a really big way. And so I hope that as you're listening today, if you've been listening over the season and you've heard one person after another, just say, just dive in and and do the thing. Like, you you know, we all know what God's called us to do, right? Like we, we sense it and we sometimes say that maybe it was bad pizza or that <laughs> we're, we're not sure if it's the right time, but the longer we wait, the the longer it is before we get to see the plans that God has for us come to pass. So dive in. And uh, thank you so much, Jordan, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. So fun. And so if you're interested in getting more information about the School of Ministry at Cross Timbers, you can go to our website or to our app, crosstimberschurch.org. And under ministries, you can find our School of Ministry program. Applications are going to be opening up for our next semester soon. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please be sure to share it with your friends, subscribe, and um, and rate us, review us. We want to we want this podcast to be able to impact more people, to help them to be inspired to take a step as a difference maker. So we'll see you for our next episode. Have a great day, and we'll see you soon.